Coming to you live from the Morningstar Mission Sponsored Studios, this is Carl and Crew Mornings on 90.1 FM Moody Radio. Got a lot of ground we're going to cover today. We're in every age and stage of life this week. Really excited today to be talking about midlife. Now we're talking with that 40s, 50s range of living. There's a lot of challenges coming our way and how do we navigate them? going to get into definitions of midlife crisis and we're going to have the CEO of halftime with us. I'm fired up about this. Bottom of the hour, we're going to get into some fun stuff because when you're in a midlife crisis and you're struggling with your identity and where do I go, there's never more time than to get into the word of God. And here's why. We have a lot of things bombarding our mind, right? But if we don't sort through those things, we can get in trouble. We can actually be swayed by a, let me use this term, a social algorithm that may or may not have its grounding in the Word of God. And one of the illustrations of this that I can't wait to get into at the bottom of the hour is I did my first Gemini search, which is Google's AI. And there's a lot of crazy stuff out there about this, and they know they've got some big problems with it. But the, but the, is ethos the right word? The kind of the pathology of Gemini has for sure a baked in post-Christian, shall we say, <laughs> kind of bent. Sure. I mean, it just does. Well, when you're talking about intelligence, usually you get intelligence for if, if it's something created, it's going to get it from the person or the people who created it. Yeah. Yeah. And there's no way around it. That's just going to happen. So I asked the first question I ever asked it was, Gemini is the seven resolutions, a good book. Now I wrote it, have my own opinions on it. It's got (laughs) great reviews. I'm super pumped. It's got a lot of five stars and I went on Goodreads and I didn't even know this. I'd never been on Goodreads, but there were some contracted reviewers through Moody Publishers that are contracted to review it. Oh, wow. And they shoot straight. And I got the best review ever from one of these people. That's great. Done a thousand or so reviews. But in Gemini, it said there's mixed reviews. It said there's good reviews. Really positive people are benefiting from it. It did say if you don't like the self-help genre, you won't like this book. And I'm like, ah, it's not about self-help. Where self-help ends is in the title. Yeah. That's so funny. But I got a kick out of that. And then it said, and it can, it's kind of simplistic, I think, and preachy. And I'm like, oh, shoot. So I went through all the reviews and found out no one said preachy. So I think that's the algorithm saying Christian <laughs> book. Christian book. Kind of preachy. Must be preachy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like the word preachy either, man. That's one of those words that drives me crazy. Oh, yeah. So, anywho, we'll get into that at the bottom of the hour. Um, don't get frustrated with that, guys. I mean, the, the instant thing is it gets your hackles up, boom crew. Don't do that. Coming up here in a couple of minutes, so we are going to talk about midlife crisis because it's it's real. It's It's a real thing. It absolutely is. I mean, there's a reason that people mention it all the time, that it's so... Uh, popular and not popular, but, you know, talked about within culture yeah. and reference to it's because it's a real thing. It's a real deal. That's coming up. This is Sanctus Real. My God is still the same. Good morning, Boom Crew. Talking ages and stages of life this week. Today, 40s, 50s. We're calling it midlife. Helping you start your day with a boom. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. 
Did the word of God and the truth of his word cause you to do something counterintuitive that went against conventional wisdom? And I'm speaking about the trajectory of your life. Your ladder's leaning against the wall and you're midlife and you're like, man, what does God want me to do here? And it was an epiphany where God showed up through his word and you're like, yes, I'm going to make this move. And it might not have been what the American dream would forecast for you, but it was God's dream for you. Give us a call right now, 312-274-9624. We got time for a couple of callers in here. One of them is you right now, 312-274-9624. Boom Crew, celebrate what God is doing in you. This is Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, guys, here we go. We're talking every age and stage of life this week, today, midlife. And oftentimes it's equated to a crisis, and we're really pinning down this issue of big decisions made at critical times in your life. Carrie, first-time caller, Hoffman Estates. What has God done in you? Hi, Carl. Um, so I was raised in a family that really um, put on a pedestal, like admiration of others and um, knowing a lot of people was successful and that kind of thing. And so that's kind of how I lived, and I had a great career um, and then had three kids and stayed home with them, but still had that same mindset. So I got real involved in leadership and volunteer work and things. And I got kind of burned out. And um, I was definitely fed by the admiration of others. And my husband finally was like, well, what about us? <laughs> and he could not have been kinder <laughs> what a good man. and more loving. And more, to, oh, he is. He is. God bless him. Anyway, um, it hit me like a punch in the stomach. And I, I realized, okay, I, I started to sit with a Christian counselor. I dedicated time to God. The counselor and God, too, both were saying, Carrie, it's time to learn how to just be. You're a human being, not a human doing, because my value was in my productivity and how many check marks yeah. I was was getting done. And when I wasn't accomplishing things, I started to feel really bad about myself. So I sat, I, I sat down, I, I dropped all the volunteer plates and let them fall and sat, not really, I had three kids, but I sat down <laughs> in terms of my achievements and God just worked with me so beautifully during that time. And we grew so much closer and I, it was, I thought it would be like six months or a year. It was six years, wow. six years that I spent only focusing on my family and the joy that my family brought me. And I was doing some other things in volunteer work. And when God brought me out, he brought me out gently into different ministries that I, they're not like named, nothing, nothing famous. I don't have anything that's, you know, but I will tell you, he works through me through every conversation, through every interaction. And that's, that's my prayer to him is I've given over my entire life that he can just use me however he sees fit through and through me, anyone he puts in my path. Carrie, so. that's a beautiful story. First time caller from Hoffman Estates. And Carrie, I think there's a lot of people, a lot of women, a lot of men listening to you going, yeah, what in the world's driving me? And at midlife, you get those questions more. It's like, hold it. What are we gunning for here anyway? I, I, I love that. Carrie, thank you so much for calling in this morning. First time caller from Hoffman Estates. Yeah, good stuff, Carrie. Way to go discipleship to start your day. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. We're talking this week with every age and stage of life. Today, those are in midlife. And 
I know because of the amount of phone calls when we do book giveaways and even this resource that we just sent out, there's a lot of people wondering, boy, what am I going to do in my 40s and 50s? I'm facing a little bit of a why in the road here. You know, this article that we just sent out, I, I highlighted this. The reality of your limitations become clearer. We're often forced to face who we really are instead of who we imagine will be someday. If you want that resource, just text the word MIDLIFE to 312-274-9624. Asking you right now, though, have you faced a why in the road where things became clear and you went the unconventional way. Jonathan, first time caller from Palatine. Did the word of God cause you to do something counterintuitive? Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for the opportunity to share a little bit about what God's done. Um, I'm 39. I feel like I'm right in the middle of what we've been talking about this week. And um, early in my career, uh, in around 2010, my first job out of college, my wife and I moved up from California to the Seattle area. I worked for Boeing had a really great job and we felt like God was calling us to move back uh, towards family. And so uh, I made the choice to, to move us to the Chicagoland area. And um, it was not a great time to switch jobs. We had decided to do it. And by the time the date came to move, we didn't have jobs and we didn't have a specific place to live. That's good. <laughs> um, I had a lot of really, a lot of really awesome, well-meaning people saying, you know, this isn't a great time. And, uh, a lot of, you know, sound worldly advice. My manager came and showed me my new salary. They're about to promote me. And it was a lot more than I was making. Um, but we left within two weeks of um, coming to Buffalo Grove. Well, we both had jobs and uh, we had signed on the house that we lived in for 10 years. Um, God has just been so faithful, incredibly faithful. We, uh, we had time with my father-in-law before he passed that we wouldn't have had otherwise. <clears throat> we met our kids who we adopted. Um, yeah, he's just been very kind. You're a cool so. dude, Jonathan. You're a good dude, man. And I appreciate, we appreciate your heart. And this is your, your poster boy today, Jonathan, for how tough and how important it is to listen to the voice of God. It's brutal, man. When you look at that, uh, when you look at that offer sheet at Boeing, and you see what you're walking away from, that's a bit of a crisis right there, isn't it? If you're honest, Jonathan, I mean, that's tough to look at, isn't it? Yeah, it was. And it, it was tough to look at a lot of things. I, I'm really thankful that I'd already seen God move in yeah. a lot of ways in my life. And so it was maybe a little bit of youthful ignorance, but it was just in some ways easy to follow God, but yeah. in some ways hard. Um, a yeah. lot of a lot of unknowns, awesome. and we didn't know how God was going to come through and the amazing over-the-top ways that He was going to come through. That's so cool, Jonathan. You've inspired a lot of people that are in a midlife moment. I'm not going to call it a crisis because if you're in Christ, really, there doesn't have to be a crisis. No, I like it. Midlife moment. Yeah, way to go, Jonathan. I feel prompted. You stay on the horn, big dog. It uh, doesn't make up for what Boeing was offering you, but it's uh, the Carlin Crew prize back, okay, my man? You stay on the horn. Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. Love you, man. Jonathan, first-time caller from Palatine. Bill, first-time caller from Chicago. What do you say, my man? Good morning, Carl, and thank you so much for an opportunity to be able to share. Uh, my story is a very interesting one. I was a principal in Chicago Public Schools uh, from 2005 to 2017, and I have a background in special education, 
And here I thought my next thing was I was going to get my contract renewed. But unfortunately, it did not happen. So I was kind of searching what I was going to do with my life again, too. And God says to me, I want you to go back to school. I want you to go back and get more information on special education because I'm preparing you for another position. You want this position. I know you love your kids over at this school. and You love your teachers and you love community, but I want you to get ready to go on to another position, and that's to work with the state. And I want you to help special education students. So um, God is tremendous in, in what he does, and I just give him all the glory. Because I do, I'm, I'm very well educated. I have a doctorate degree, and I'm in my 60s now. I'll be 61 on Saturday. But God has really moved forward in what he wants me to be able to do, and I'm totally surrendered to what his will is. But thank you that's, so much. I love that, your show. That's Bill, that's great. First time caller. Bill, here's an interesting thing that I think we got to touch on here. It's your story. Sometimes closed doors are truly a gift from God, and you would testify to that, Bill. Absolutely, Carl, because as you know, it was very difficult in Chicago with the pandemic. So, you know, maybe God was taking me out of that situation to put me into another situation because he knew he wanted me to be able to affect more kids' lives. Yeah. And more teachers' lives across the entire state, which yeah. I do, because I work for the State Board of Education. That's awesome, bro. Got a radical Jesus follower right there in the middle of you know it. what? I'm glad guys like Bill are working for the Board of Ed. Yeah, and you stay on the horn too, Bill. I'm not going to short cheat you, bro, dog. That's a great story as well. I'm going to get you a Carl and Crew prize back. Okay, my man? Godspeed. Yep. Thank you. Man, this is what we're talking about. And some of you are listening right now going, Lord, you're speaking to me. Back-to-back brothers, first-time callers, with some fuel for the belly. Taking the unconventional step that they knew the Lord was leading them to. Wow. Now, some of you have the unfortunate lump in the throat right now because you're like, oh, no. God's tapping me on the shoulder in this moment. And for some of you, that's happening right now. You know it is. And they're going, oh, word, what are you saying to me, Lord? Just spend some time with him. If you're hearing his voice through these testimonies, this is a good thing. Because for you in a midlife moment, we don't have to go crisis mode. We can lift up our chin. He's the lifter of it. As we bow down low and we can get some clear direction for our life. And what these brothers have proven, there's no direction like direction from our Heavenly Father. None. Boy, and when God's in it, when you get the yes from God, nothing else matters. Boy, you got that right, Allie. Because maybe Sense. This is I one, can't even sing. <laughs> this is Wonderwall, a 1990s classic by Oasis. Okay, he was flat there for a second well, when he pulled I mean, it up. Yeah. It's a, it's but li- it's it's it was kind of the genre of music. It's right? a little more Bob Dylan-y in that way, where it's like you know the voice is a little unique, but Bob, you know what? It sounds good. Bob Dylan was rough, but he wasn't flat. <laughs> I don't know. But it's it's kind of funny. Yeah, you're right. They kind of roll into their notes. Oh, yeah, you're right, man. You're right about that. Can't help it, man. So it's Carl and Crew Mornings. This is Moody Radio. Even though yeah. Young Thunder's just really, boy, 
bringing back the classics for those in their 40s and 50s. He's actually doing what I asked him you to do. You gave me permission to go crazy. Like, so. Find the songs that will really speak to people <laughs> in that age range. Yeah, we've got, uh, by the way, if you are here and you're like, man, this is where I'm at. I'm in this midlife thing. We've got some resources for you, two of them in specific that I want to give you right now. One is an article that is called Midlife Clarity. It's really good. So grab this article right now. Just text MIDLIFE to 312-274-9624. MIDLIFE to 312-274-9624. So many questions at MIDLIFE, and uh, we've been tackling them all day. We can't rehearse everything that we've already covered, but we had three callers calling today that were first-timers. We're going to put them at the headline of our showcast, and I promise you, if you are in a MIDLIFE situation, that describe it, Allie. A, mid- where, a midlife moment. Yeah, where you're kind of grappling with, am I doing what I called to do? And so we asked you this question. Did you do something counterintuitive? Maybe there was a, a option in front of you to make more money, to take the better job, or to do something that made sense in the world's eyes, but God caused you to go a different direction. That's what we're looking for this morning. 312-274-9624. Yeah, we had three callers come in. So this is another day. I know I'm going to be banner adding it all week long. But if you haven't gotten our showcast yet, or if you haven't, you haven't used the link, get it. If you're in midlife, you're going to hear these three testimonies that we had come in earlier from you, the Boom Crew, first-time callers. And they are awesome. I honestly, I told my bride, I said, Imagine having those kind of people stepping up, giving those kind of stories when you're in that real, whoa, where am I going here? They're huge. Testimonies are often the catalyst for people to change. So text the word show. I know we're giving you a lot of keywords, but we're trying to resource you. Text the word show, download this podcast, send it to a midlifer as well. Text show to 312 274 9624. Taking your calls right now. 312-274-9624. Nina, first time caller in Waukegan. What's with all you first time callers? Do you guys get together for coffee this morning and say <laughs> we're going to call Carl and crew today, Nina? Absolutely. There Let's you get go. together. Let's see. We're a first time caller and we are going to rock his line. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so give us your story, Nina. Yeah, God called me into a space that I had, I never would have imagined. I am 52 years old, but he called me to a space, uh, into the marketplace of popcorn, right? Really? And I'm like, popcorn? Yeah, a friend of mine is a construction worker that builds houses and builds stuff. But during the pandemic, he wanted to do a brick and mortar. And he came to me and said, Nina, you know, I've been thinking of an idea. You're so good with people. People, you gravitate to you because the love of God that you have you know, inside of you. And I feel that this could do well in the popcorn space. And I need you to come on board and help me out. I like popcorn. I'm like, I don't know nothing about popcorn, but just eating it. You know, so. <laughs> I'm with you, Nina. I love it. <laughs> and I'm like, okay, well, let me, you know, let me, let me pray about it. And, and, and I'll let you know. So I prayed about it and God said, go for it. Right. So I went for it. I helped him with his business, helped get the doors open, developed uh, and crafted uh, amazing ingredients for our popcorn. And if people are saying, oh my God, it's so good. We don't even have to go to Garrett's. We can stay right here. Ah, we got a battle you know? brewing. Don't, don't give the name yet. I'll give you an opportunity to do that in a moment. But what, so what has God shown you in this? 
God has shown me that how it brings people so much joy and brings people together and gave me an opportunity to pray, to share, to draw them. And he used it as a, as a uh, conduit to draw, yeah. as me as a conduit, to draw the people even closer to him because of the love of God that I have on me. And God is calling us to be unified. God is calling yes. us to love one another, support one another. God is calling us in that in that space. So I'm like, okay, and popcorn has been the thing that has been doing it. All right. Popcorn. All right. So now yeah, here's the deal. Here's the deal. The- I'm a, I'm gonna let okay. you advertise your popcorn company if you do is this breaking the FCC rules? I don't if think what? so. If she, if we ask her for a sample, yes, it is. Yeah, be. we can't do it. But so I mean, it sounds small, but we can't do it. We can't ask you for a sample. No That's sample. called uh, payola or plugola. Yes. That means we're plugging because we get something. Isn't that a bummer? We break FCC laws <laughs> yep. if we eat a few kernels of her popcorn. That's right. Well, not if you pay for it. If you go and you pay for it, then it's not good. It's no problem. All right, I'll go and pay for it someday. All right, Nina, what's the name of your company? The name of our popcorn company is Gertie's Gourmet Popcorn. And let me spell it for you. <laughs> okay. G like, G like God, <laughs> E-R-D-Y apostrophe F, Gourmet Popcorn. That's Gertie's. it. And you search it out, just got Gertie's. And it's, the, the website is Gertie'sPopcorn.com. Uh, <laughs> All right. Gertie'sPopcorn.com. All right, that's, Nina. That's it. There's two things. Number one, sister, I'm glad to bring you in to do that. Anyone else out there, you are not promoting your company today. I'm just telling you right now. <laughs> oh I don't know. I God. gave Nina some grace here today. But Gertie's Popcorn. I love it. it what's, what's so good about it? What's so good about it is that it's different. It's bold. What sets us apart is that it's sustainability. It stands up. And and then, you know, one woman, uh, she, she did a testimonial on, on live on, on Facebook. or one, She said, you know what? I don't know what it is about this popcorn, but it don't get stale. I oh, think it's anointed. Yeah. The, it's anointed, it's anointed I popcorn? I said, you know okay. what it is? Because I pray over each and every one of those kernels that God... <laughs> will touch the person that is consuming this popcorn. That's fantastic. Nina, you're killing me. You're killing me. All right, Gertie's. um, Does anyone else taste Gertie's out there, Texas? I'm ready to. gourmet popcorn. That's great. Nina, thanks for calling in, sister. Now, Nina, you're not getting a Carlin Crew prize bag because you got a banner ad for your company instead. We can't do both. Oh, stay on the line, Nina. I'm giving you one, too. I'm giving you one, too. Stay on the horn. Giving them away today. <laughs> uh, now, now I want popcorn. I know. I got a hanker oh, for some boy. popcorn. Gonna have to get some popcorn today. She's right though. If you get that popcorn that's gotten a little bit of moisture into it, it, it doesn't. It's kind of like you're chewing on a sponge. It's like you you bite down. It's like mm-hmm. yeah. It's got to keep the crispness. Oh, it's got to have crispness to it. Man, I got some hankered for some popcorn right now. Hmm. So, huh? Oh, yeah. You are listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. <laughs> Just in case you were wondering. <laughs> and uh, Young Thunder is responsible for pulling down hits for those that would feel it. That's right. 40s and 50s. 40s and 50s. That's Mid-life. 80s and 90s. Right there. Uh, we're talking today about midlife and there's midlife crises for sure. But the one thing that I've 
absolutely learned is the importance of clarity. I've never benefited more from having wise counsel than now in this stage of my life, and I'm in my 60s. But when you're in your 40s and 50s, you never outgrow the need for a mentor in your life. Never. And those that think they do can get in trouble. Why? Because a mentor gives you clarity where things might have been foggy before. You think you see things clearly, but you don't. And oftentimes we're driven by external forces and we don't even know it. How does this work? Well, take Gemini, for instance. And let me back up and say this. We live in a world with a worldview and a, even an American dream that programs us for things that may or may not be the truth of God's word. And so, so often our thinking without even us being aware of it has been shaped by lots of things other than the word of God. Yeah, big time. And this is a simple but funny little thing. I did my first Gemini search last night, and I was actually nervous going into it, but I went on Gemini. It's real simple to do. You don't have to become a member. You don't have to let it track everything. Oh, boy, I was clicking no out of all those options. And then I asked it a, a simple question. Is The Seven Resolutions a good book? I thought that'd be fun to find out. <laughs> See what Gemini, he or she says? Yeah. And so Gemini came back with a full kind of readout of the book. And then you could see that, and Gemini's taken a lot of hits lately. I mean, they got some crazy stuff. You've seen all the stories, Young Thunder. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, crazy stuff is coming out the pipe. But you can see that it's post-Christian and is not favorable toward discipleship, let's say, or the lordship of Jesus Christ. So you go through this thing, and the review of my book captured a few things well, but then at the bottom it says, and it said it, it has real positive reviews, but it said it also has mixed reviews. And I'm like, all right, that's fair. There's a few guys. There's one guy on Goodreads that just took it to pieces. He says this, this guy is talking about the magic dust of, of the word of God. He says, stay away from the magic dust, which I hadn't, wish I hadn't gotten this book. And I'm like, all right. So, I mean. Can't make everybody happy. Yeah. No, it's okay. It's fine. But he, but that's about all he said. And that was the hardest hit in review. So in, in Gemini, it says that it's kind of smacks of simplicity and it's rather preachy. Well, I went through all my reviews of the book. And, and by the way, my son's a great one for this. He said, Dad, you don't want all great reviews. You, you want to have those occasional bad reviews. Then you know you're reaching people that you're bumping their cup a little bit. And I'm like, all right, I'll go with that, Cabin. But I read through all the anything that could have been negative, and none of them said it was preachy. So you got to, and, and by the way, it, um, it also said, if you don't like the self-help genre, you won't like this book. And I'm like, no! Did you the, read the title? The, the, the title says where self-help ends, Gemini, and God's power begins. I'm not faulting Gemini. It was a pretty good review except for a couple of things. But this is a great illustration of what goes on in our life. We're like a computer system. Our brain is like it. And if we keep plugging in kind of a predisposed bent toward, let me give you an example. If our if our bent is the American dream and our worth is based on how upwardly mobile we are and whether or not we're gaining and getting ahead of, frankly, other people, we're falling behind. But what if God's telling you, I don't want you to take a step up the ladder anymore. I want you to step down. 
You're going to find more joy, more fulfillment by going against the current of our culture. Are we going to hear his voice? That's a tough one. That's difficult. No matter your age and stage of life, God's got a word for you. You're listening to Carl and Crew Mornings. All right, guys, uh, we're talking today about the 40s and 50s. It's commonly called midlife. It's got a quite a broad range here. Let me give you a definition here, Allie. Let me run this one by you. Definition of midlife crisis is a period of transition in life where someone struggles with their identity and self-confidence. Well, have we got in answers in the scripture for you on that one? Yes, we do. We've got a guest with us as well. His name is Tom McGee's co-CEO of a, a ministry called Halftime, helping leaders of influence get clear, get free and get going. What do you say, Tom? Is it a crisis period or is it opportunity or is it a little bit of both? It can certainly be any of those things. I, I, I was reflecting back on my time in 40s and 50s. And uh, the crisis could have been there. I think I changed jobs three times. Uh, we had uh, we rounded out our four kids. We had a teenager struggling with some things. But but if I have to look back on the time, by God's grace, I'd say it was more of a time of clarity than crisis. So why is it? I mean, you hear of the stereotypical the guy who buys this red sports car and <laughs> that guy. you know starts trying to dress super young. I, you know, for women it looks a little bit different, but similarly, it's this. Uh, I think it's this quest to hold on to youth while feeling like time is slipping. How would you define that midlife crisis? Yeah, it's a, it's a great question. I think there are a couple of parts to it. I think one is. You come out of, let's say, college or into the workforce in your 20s, and, and maybe you're kind of lost and you try to figure out what it was. For me, I came out, I went in the Marine Corps, and I did 12 years in the Marines, and I thought I'd do a career, and that career ended, so now I'm shifting to the, the marketplace and a whole new lifestyle and all those things. And it, it was a while of getting, your, getting my feet on the ground, trying to figure out who I was, it took a while. It took a couple of different jobs before I really got clear on what I felt called to do and then really felt in the zone to say, if this is what I have, how do I, you know, how do I keep doing this? How do I build on this? How do I maximize this? And I think what happens is what we talk about at halftime is a smoldering discontent. Hmm. You realize you're cranking it. You see where this is heading. You realize that there's not going to be any more. It's just going to be more of the same. And you start to get this discontent. And if you don't have a healthy and intentional way of figuring it out, then you're going to go to some short-term gratification like a sports car or something worse. Yeah. How do you? What's going on in the head of a person that makes it through a midlife crisis and turns it into opportunity? I'm. A, we're all big believers here that what goes on between the ears matters. That's why we want to pepper ourselves with the word of God. But what are some of the attributes of someone that navigates midlife really well? You know, I think the biggest one is, is you realize one, you realize it is something to be navigated that you're just not caught up in this uh, current that's flowing in a direction. And you don't think there's anything you can do about it because you've, you develop a lifestyle and you develop a thing that's now got you trapped and you don't see any other thing to do. And there you are. So one, you've got to be aware that you have options and that you are, uh, you can decide which way you want to go. And then secondly, you, you need to be intentional about it. You know, at halftime, we help all our uh, clients really develop what we call a roadmap. And it's really a plan that says, 
Uh, it has a mission statement. What do I feel called to do? It has a being statement. Who do I want to become? It has a set of perfect life metrics. Like if my life turned out perfect, how would I know? Right. And so you start to get those things in line. You can start to be intentional about where you want to go again, instead of just, just feeling like you're out of control. And I guess this is my stage of life and, and w- which is easy to do. Cause if you got kids growing and you're trying to start to kill it in your career, maybe it, it's easy to get sucked into that, uh, into that flow. And, and you just have to realize you've got that those who do it well, realize they can control where they're going in that stream and not just be pulled by the current. Tom, Lest we think that this is a purely secular thing, are, are, yeah. I think I know the answer to this, but I want you to expound on it. Are Christians immune from this sort of crisis? We have the word of God. We know our identity is in him. Uh, why do Christians seem to have this same issue? You know, I, it's so easy in today's world to kind of talk about things as sacred, uh, sacred and secular and so in the 40s, when you're looking, or 50s, when you're looking at how you're doing in your career, what you're doing, if you've allowed yourself to fall in a mindset of church is what I do on Sunday and with my family and my job is now my, what I do sort of during the week, you begin to divide yourself. And when you do that, you open yourself up for this kind of uh, uh, you know, false thinking, these kinds of attacks. Uh, you start to compare yourself. You're, you're going down the road and you're like, yeah, I'm doing good, but am I doing as good as that person? Or is my life look as great as this other uh, person over here? And so those attacks are coming at you. I, I think in your 40s and 50s, if you, if you are really starting to get to a point where you have some options, you have some ability, you have some influence, you can really be used by God, and therefore the devil's going to start to throw many things at you to keep you from that full potential. And thus, in some ways, Christians are even more, uh, uh, you know, can more possibly be hit by these things in the, in the world because Satan doesn't want them to be the man that or the woman of God that uh, he's, you know, he's positioned them to be. Oh, great word. Uh, Tom McGee is our guest right now. He's co-CEO of Halftime. Halftime was a huge selling book because it's scratching an itch, right, Allie? Absolutely. I mean, it's going after something that people are feeling. Coming up here in a moment, Tom, I want to tackle what I feel like I've gone through this for sure. But a lot of people have been climbing a ladder, get to the 40s and 50s. And I'm talking about climbing a ladder. I'm talking about one that's uh, stratospheric with regard to a claim. But they've been climbing some ladder. They look over a wall and they go, whoa, it's been leaning against the wrong wall. What do you coach people to do when they feel like, shoot, I've had my ladder leaning against the wrong wall. And what do we do if God's calling us to take a step down, not a step up? Our guest, Tom McGee, more with him coming up, minute and a half. Your shot of hope to make it through the day. It's Carl and Crew Mornings. So you're in your 40s and 50s and you start to have what our guest calls smoldering discontent. What a great, what a great statement. Oh, man. That it this, captures it. Is this how it is? Am I just cruising along until I'm no more? Yeah, it's a tough one. Tom McGee is our guest right now, co-CEO, as Allie just said, of Halftime. And Halftime was a, a book written by Bob Buford. And I know that you were mentored by Bob before he went on to his reward four years ago, Tom. But I want to get after this thing because one thing, everybody in their 40s and 50s, especially those that are listening right now, a bunch of Christ followers out there in the Boom Crew, and this is a lot of our listeners right now. They've been climbing this ladder 
maybe called of God, but they might get to the top or they get a little peek over the other side and they go, oh boy, I don't know if this is what God really called me to, or I might be transitioning now, or this ladder I've been climbing, quite frankly, is very disappointing. There's a lot of things that come in play there, and I think that's what causes this crisis. How do you coach people when they realize my ladder's been leaning against the wrong wall or God wants me to prop it against a different one? Yeah, it's great. Well, you know, when Bob wrote the book, his story was he became a very successful business person, sold his company, and uh, and then talked about being at halftime. And he attracted a lot of people that were in 50s and up. But when he wrote the book, he considered a halftimer 40 years old because he used to say, if um, if you live to be 80, the middle of your life is 40. And that's when you ought to stick your head up and say, if I if I keep doing what I'm doing, am I going to end up where I want to be? Right. So so that's the, the period you're talking about. And, and, and I think there are a couple of things when you uh, get into a transition, you have to think about your job as your job, your means or your ministry. And, and the way you can kind of, so if it's your, if it's your means, then what is your ministry? What is God calling you to do either alongside or instead of your job? If you think your job is your ministry, what does that really mean? How do you maximize all of that? What do you do with your profits? What do you do with your time? What do you do with your influence? And the way to figure all that all out is we talk about getting clear, getting free and getting going. And if you try to just get going first on something God has for you, you can typically end up trading one treadmill for another. You're just, you're just jumping to a different grind. If you say, well, I'm going to get free first, then what happens is that usually never comes because there's always one more thing you've got to do to get to a stage where you think you can be used by God. But if you get clear on who you are, how God has made you, what your unique gifts, skill sets, passions, uh, all those things yeah. are in you, if you get clear on that, then that becomes something you just can't not do. And it will drive you to look for the opportunities to seek the Lord and where he wants you to go and to build out all the things you can do. Tom, I'd love for you to speak specifically to women for a minute. For many, uh, not all, but certainly many women, 40s and 50s is where you hit the point where many, many years spent devoted to a family and, and children. And those children get older and they leave the nest. And for many women, this can be a very scary and disorienting time when you hit your maybe mid 40s, early to late 50s. And all of a sudden, there are no children where your life sort of is ordered around them. Uh, What do you offer for women who are in that stage of life? Yeah, so so halftime, you know, primarily began working with uh, executive senior executives and, and business owners, those kinds of folks. And and uh, when it started 25 years ago, most most were men. We, we now have about 25, I think 25 or 30 percent of the women uh, w- women that go through our big programs. But realizing that specific niche that you and they and most of those women have been on the same sort of corporate track the men have and are asking the same kind of questions. But for the woman you described and and a broader group of that, about a year and a half ago, we had a, a one of our women coaches wrote a book called Women at Halftime. And we launched a specific program for them that that meets on a monthly. It's all on Zoom because we've got a national presence for that. Uh, In about, I don't know, seven months ago, we launched a new program for them to gather and work through just those kinds of details. 
Who are you? How do you turn your dreamer back on? What does that mean for where you are? And I think we're about to launch like our 11th cohort of that. It's really taking off, and it's, it's just a real blessing to be able to serve, you know, that, that what I think is really an underserved market, as it were. Give us a story, Tom, of someone that you know who hit this. It was a crisis. God turned it into an opportunity because they got clear on a few things. Yeah, I, you know, boy, there, there are a bunch that come to mind, uh, some that have stayed right where they are, like Micah Locker, who has a real estate uh, company in uh, Nashville, who also buys, uh, builds boutique hotels. And for every night somebody stays in the hotel, it pays for a homeless person to have a night in a shelter. He's, he's made his job his ministry as he's working. Others that have left, we, we've probably got 250 people that have left and either started or are leading significant ministries. Some come out of their passions, like uh, there's one for, for uh, disabled veterans or disabled people. That they, he, this guy was a big deer hunter, uh, Steve was, and he wants to take him. He built a whole area for them to do that. Others are working in the city. So, I mean, I, I, I rather just focusing on one, I think every, there, there are a bunch of different ones that can either be, I'm going to maximize where I am, or I really feel called to move to something else. That's our guest, Tom McGee, right now, co-CEO of Halftime. You can find out more at halftimeinstitute.org, halftimeinstitute.org. It's Carla Crew Mornings, heard on Moody Radio, 90.1 <laughs> FM, Moody, Moody Radio. It's always good to identify What are you yourself? playing in here, man? This is 1997 classic by Daft Punk, Around the World. It's literally just five minutes of them saying around the world, but no joke, it was a gigantic hit. Okay, there you have it. So if you're in your 40s and 50s midlife, we're talking with you today. And you know what? God's got an opportunity for you to get some clarity around your life and get some truth and really break through that what is commonly called a midlife crisis. It doesn't have to happen. And I think a lot of people think it's just for men, but it's not. Is it, Allie? No, not at all. I mean, women absolutely experience this sort of uh, midlife. A lot of it revolves around uh, purpose and identity. If you are a mother, as you see your children get older and need you less and then eventually leave the nest, it can be very disorienting. And then also, I think for women, it's also sort of the loss of, of, of youth, it's yeah. a it's a strange thing to go through where all of a sudden you you're in that mid zone where you're like I'm not a I'm not a young wom- woman anymore. I remember reading that passage that talks about the older women teaching the younger yes. women. What what book is that in? It's in Timothy. Okay, and so I remember thinking, wait, I think I'm I think maybe now I'm shifting to uh, maybe I'm now the one that's supposed to be teaching the younger. Maybe I'm not supposed to be the younger one being taught. I think now I'm, I'm moving into the older women category and I need to start teaching other women. I remember kind of that uh, sense of, I think there's a shift to happen in here. Really clear in Titus 2, 4 through 8, for sure. Older women must train the younger to love their husbands and their children, to live wisely and to be pure, to work in their homes, to do good, to be submissive to their husbands. By the way, I even hate to use that word submissive without illustrating this. doesn't mean you're a doormat. The word helpmate, as we find in Genesis, is a word that's used of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, and women. Ladies, you are in great company. And a helpmate means to assist someone who is otherwise incapable. When we speak at Family Life Marriage Conferences, or we did, 
the women roar at that comment. Yeah, that, you know, but it it really is a powerful role. It it is, and I mean, and I've found joy just in the last couple years of of being able to pour into the lives of some younger women. It, but it is a shift that happens, and there can be a sense of feeling of loss a little bit. Yeah, it's a big deal. Midlife is a real thing, and uh, we got a couple of resources for you today. We're going to have a guest coming up here in a moment, Tom McGee. Some of you do know the book Halftime. You have to because it sold many, many copies. A whole ministry was built around it that helps so many. We've got an interview with him coming up, but we've also got a midlife article that I think is really good by David Mathis. It's five Proverbs for men, but as I've read through it, this is not just for men, but this is five Proverbs for people in a midlife crisis that need some clarity. If you want to read it, just text MIDLIFE. We'll send it to you. Text MIDLIFE to 312-274-9624. MIDLIFE to 312-274-9624. Hey, this is Carl with Carl and Crew, and I'm so grateful that you listened to this showcast. Thank you mostly for being part of the Boom Crew. As we help you take your next step with Jesus, you're a huge encouragement to us. We'll be here again live every weekday morning from 5 to 9 a.m. Godspeed.